Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Rural Route, the program where we gather every day at this time. Well, Jenna Wheeler, we do it Monday through Friday anyway. And what we do when we gather is continue to address the issues between rural and urban America. If you were paying attention last week, you know that every day I came to you from the Iowa State Fairgrounds, where we had a couple busloads of families together showing pigs Jenna Wheeler is was there. She's from Morgan County. I assume it's Morgan County, Illinois. Huh, Jenna? It is Morgan County. Yep, and, you're right. And she has just finished uh, judging successfully on the judging team. Li- I should say livestock judging. You could be judging cake decorating or anything yep. else. So livestock judging at Lakeland Junior College. About to embark upon the Colt. Texas A&M University, and I say that very endearingly as our oldest graduated. First of all, welcome to the program, Jenna. Yeah, thank you. I'm, uh, <laughs> you almost for a minute you made me think I, I, to... you're, you're second guessing that you're going to join me. <laughs> no, no, not no. I was just I. It's one of those deals where you hear your uh, kind of introduction yeah. played back and. and um, I had to talk about somebody with somebody about it the other day. You, it's always about where you're headed, and you never, you kind of just forget about what you've done or, or where you've been. So it was more me reminiscing. I, I'm excited to be on the show. <laughs> You'll be excited to get. I'll, I'll never forget the day it was at Libby's graduation in College Station. Her and nine thousand nine hundred and eighty-seven of her closest friends graduated that day. <laughs> Graduating classes of 10,000 are just a little hard to imagine. No, it it is, and and especially coming from a junior college in a small rural uh, town, going to have 10,000 other people. Uh, It'll be overwhelming, but I'm excited. I'm ready for it. And what will you be studying at A&M? I'm going to double major in ag communications and animal science. Hmm. How fitting that you join me on the air to communicate about agriculture then. I know. Yeah. And we should let people know you do your own podcast, right? I do. Uh, Yeah. Me and uh, my my very best friend, Maddie Caldwell, we started The Keeper Pen, which um, pretty much is a podcast for young people. It's kind of targeted towards the the young women and and young just girls in agriculture. But um, basically, it's just us being real and and raw about our roles in this industry, um, kind of our lives and our stories and we've tried to the goal is to make a community of young women and young people who aren't necessarily all put together but but have the same interest in, in bettering ag and advocating for this industry uh, together and, and we hope to do that together and so it's it's in the uh, it's pretty it's in its juvenile stages I guess we, mm-hmm. we released episode three today actually but uh we're excited to see where it's headed, and the feedback from it's been more better than we can even imagine. So you and I were having a discussion, uh, and there are many things we want to get to, but I, I think it's important to do these in somewhat of an order in my mind. Um, you and I had a discussion yep. about um, you, you said something that just really stuck in my head all the way home and, and really prompted me to want to have you on this program and for those that are, are not involved in junior livestock 
uh, showing of uh, projects. I think, Jenna, it would be wise for you to kind of walk us through. There's really, uh, I'm going to just, yeah, we're not supposed to label people in 2020, but I'm going to label people. Kids that participate in junior livestock shows at this level, and I'm talking about traveling nationally because we had an event in Des Moines. Uh, just for the listening audience, we had people there, families from New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, Georgia, Oregon, California. I'm making the point. We had people there from every state and have traveled a long distance. And the families that participate, you have some that are there just to have a good time, enjoy the family time. You have some that are there that want to be competitive, but they're also active playing softball. They're doing other things. And then you have this third tier of young people that it's their life. It's everything they want to accomplish. They want to Mm -hmm. develop this oneness with their animal, whether it's a goat, a pig, or a calf, or whatever the case may be. And every day they're thinking about how they can be better and how Jenna can beat Maddie or or whatever the case may be. Kind of walk us. First of all, do you agree with all of that uh, uh, labeling? Um, I I. I do to a sense, and, mm-hmm. and if people listen, um, I hope they tune into our podcast later today. And not that this just this is an awesome opportunity to have a conversation with you about ads, not not just me trying to promote my podcast, but I, I go into depth about, or Maddie and I do at least about kind of the same topic because I think that it needs addressed. Um, I the the junior organizations and the junior livestock. Uh, whether it's cattle, whether it's goats, whether it's hogs, obviously I was involved in um, the NGSA and the Team Peterborough. Those are some of the best ways to raise your kid. Mm-hmm. Um, those are they are the best way to to have a young person grow up with the work ethic, with just being passionate, with being accountable, with having responsibility. I mean, you you name any attribute of somebody who's going to be successful, and that's what those kids who are in these junior organizations have. Um, with your statement about the tears and the, there absolutely is. And, and it's, it's kind of hard because there's people who, you know, I, I was a CPS social media intern this year, um, at CPS or at the Des Moines show and uh, the Jenna, conference. So Jenna, uh, uh, let me interrupt you for a moment, yep. Jenna, uh, for people listening that just don't aren't yep. in tune with our language. NJSA is National Junior Swine oh, yeah. Association. It's, it's a membership-based organization. Team yeah. Purebred is a same comparable uh, organization just comprised of kids who exhibit different breeds. That's what it amounts to. And then you mentioned CPS, Certified yeah, Pedigreed correct. Swine, uh, the organization that's in charge of recording pedigrees, keeping data, and making that available. I just want our listeners that are not involved to keep up to speed on where we're at so we don't lose them. Yeah, All right, so I you I, intern for- with the CPS. Yeah. Yep. So I was, yeah, I apologize because I get, I get so passionate about it. And, and, you know, you and I are on the same page. We know the lingo and no one else knows. So, right. um, I apologize for not going. Hey, I got to have some that. role but, um, as the host here. My role is to make sure people understand what you're saying. It's all good. Just charge on, girl. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, so I was, I was again a social media intern and, um, in Des Moines, I, I got to talk with some of the families that, it was their first time there. Um, obviously, I've been around it. I think this would have. This is year fifteen, um, going on year sixteen of me showing within these organizations. And um, so I, I, I see, I see all tiers. I know people in all tiers. I've, um, you know, been through all tiers of it. But I think as an industry, 
we don't do a very good job of normalizing um, success within each level. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we we highlight you know these these top people and everybody wants to win and everybody wants to be on top and absolutely that's exactly how you know come year year twelve year thirteen that's what I was that's what I wanted to do I was just focused on being better than I was the day before and there's a lot of families who are like that and that's awesome but there's also some families that their kid just getting a ribbon at the show right. was the highlight of their week mm-hmm. and and they're not on the same the same level and the same playing field so while I agree that there's tears and while I agree that you know it's kind of just a process of, of getting beaten and moving you know moving up and, and wanting to be better I think we need to normalize that everyone's goals different and we need to celebrate all all the wins of, of all these kids all the way down and you know, I, I personally don't believe in the participation trophy mentality. I think there is winners, and I think there is losers. But I also think that a win for a win for me and a win for you are completely different. Um, so I think that we just need to do a better job of, of normalizing what success is on an individual basis and not as just an industry standard. Because if we don't do that soon, then we're going to completely belittle and discourage all these kids who are in the, the bottom tiers essentially and not that we're putting people into groups but it's yeah. just the fact of the well, matter of that's kind of how you know everything pans out uh i started that putting people in groups so you have no ownership of that that was all trent and trent also is taking ownership <laughs> of the clock at this yeah. moment because it is saying that we've already blew through our first segment jenna wheeler Jacksonville, Illinois is my guest. We will take a break. When we come back, we're going to dive a little deeper into those kids like Jenna who want to win. But what about after showing? What happens then? What do we do? We'll be back with more after this. Right off the bat today, I want to talk about technology and agriculture, and in particular talking about Neogen and what Neogen is doing looking at the genetic future. We look at the the genomes that are present in particular animals, and we can tell you what alleles might be passed on to the offspring. It is narrowing the variability in food production from a performance standpoint, from an enhancement of eating quality standpoint, like the certified Piedmontese and identifying the myostatin gene, or in food safety. Think about what we are going to accomplish and are accomplishing in producing a safer, healthier, more efficient supply of food, thanks to Neogen. We don't use a boar on our spot sows unless we know what the genomics are present, particularly for meat quality and performance. Are you saying the same thing about your species, no matter what it is? Even identifying your pet's ancestral history. People are doing that. You can do it. Shine a light on your genetic future at Neogen.com. Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Loose alongside Jenna Wheeler from Jacksonville, Illinois. She said something that significantly tickled my tickle bone or tickled my funny bone during during the break. And I have this rule, Jenna, we can't talk about the topic during the break because we waste good stuff. We weren't talking about the topic, but you just made a comment that was kind of no. funny. Yeah. <laughs> It's 2020. Look at your calendar, Trent. Things aren't like they were in 1984 when you graduated. Did you know I graduated from Payson High School right down the road from you? Really? (laughs) Hmm. I didn't make that up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a product of Adams County, Illinois. Yeah, but I got out of Illinois as soon as Uh, possible. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, as you are doing this fall, migrating to Bryant, Texas. Uh, so the statement yeah. that you made, just to repeat myself, is that, um, you know, how, how do those of us who are just so engulfed in these junior livestock projects, what do we do when we the clock says we're 21 and we can't participate anymore? How big of a deal is that? Oh, it's, uh, it's everything. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just 20, so I technically still have two years left. And, um, I, I just personally made the decision that I've shown long enough and, um, I, I want to have the best career possible. And I think that it was important for me on a, it was my personal decision. I think that everyone should, if you want to show to your 22, have at it, but, I wanted to get the good internships and, you know, set me up to have the best career possible. Um, but with that, I mean, it is, I know a lot of people that would, would do uh, some illegal things, I guess, to go back and, and show again because they love it so much. And it's, it's, it's that just showing and working with your family and being involved in those kinds of organizations. You don't, it's one of those things that you don't realize how awesome it is until you're done with it. And so I think that that's kind of the problem is we get all, you know, we're all about showing and showing and then all of a sudden the, the clock's out and, and it's all done and then you forget how um, how far you came and everything that happened within that. Um, you know, and, and Maddie Coldwell and I, again, you know, the podcast, we have a good conversation about finding your role when you're done. And it's hard. Um, it, it's so hard because... I'm in the age now that I, I got to figure out what I want, what I like, what I don't like, where I want to be, where, who I want to be involved with, you know, just all these big heavy conversations and decisions. I have to figure them out. But, you know, my biggest piece of advice, if there's young people listening or, you know, even just people older, I guess, not that I know everything, but to, just to say yes to a lot of these opportunities and to just kind of, you know, fail I guess that's my thing is finding your role when you're done it's failing and finding out things that you like finding out that you know you you don't ever want to do an internship with agronomy ever again um just stuff like that and staying involved is it's as big as you know you sit on a committee for for something within your county or even just showing up to help with you know steer weigh-in at your county fair those are all things that you you got to find ways to stay involved with an agriculture and I think that this age range and aging out it's hard to do that it's hard to know your role but I I just my biggest piece of advice is to say yes to all these opportunities but you know I think the biggest thing regardless and I think that this goes true to any age range is you can't find your role if you don't find yourself and I think that you need to find yourself on a personal basis on an you know just love yourself and, and love what you're doing and know where your mind's at and know where you want to go before you can ever try to get a job, before you can ever try to be on any sort of committee. I think that that's the biggest, most important thing about aging out and when you're showing careers done is just this window of time that we've got to focus on individual growth and just, you know, back to what I said earlier, you know, success at your own pace. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important time frame. So it it, it it sucks to age out and it sucks to, to not be able to show again and, and to, to close the show box for the last time. You know, I've, I've done it. 
it, it, it hurts. It never gets easier, and, and it's definitely something that pulls on all of your family. But um, you just got to know that the next couple steps are, are going to be challenging but worth it. And so that's just my biggest takeaway with with everything. So, Jenna, 2020 is going to go down in the history books as a, a unique year for whatever way, shape, or form it t- takes. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like your Something. perspective as a 20-year-old female looking to find her place in the bigger picture of agriculture. How, how are you summarizing it so far, 2020? You know, um, honestly, at one point, I I thought it was maybe a bad dream um, that just everything happened, but it turns out it, we're in the midst of, of July now, and it's not. It's very real. But, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's, it's definitely been hard. It's been hard to have to pack up from college um, early and come home, and then it's hard to, to take online schools, and it's hard knowing that I'm going to go to College Station, Texas, here in about three weeks and probably – take all my classes online. I, it's just, you know, not that this schooling has anything to do with ag, but um, it's definitely taken a big, a major toll on um, a lot of people mentally. Um, I know that a lot of kids just my, we really struggle and we focus on, I, I'm, I'm a very outgoing, I'm an extrovert. I, I love to socialize with people and I thrive on that. And that being closed down has really, really, um, it's kind of sucked. It's kind of me trying to, you know, figure out stuff. But I guess my biggest takeaway with all of it and, and trying to find light in some of, like, the darkest days, even, you know, that, that's – I was on my way to um, what would have been the Houston Livestock judge show uh, in the middle of March. We were in the judging van. We made it all the way to Tulsa until they got on the uh, – they announced there was a press conference that Houston was going to be canceled. And so this, uh, for anybody who doesn't, isn't familiar with the livestock judging stuff like Houston for junior college is the end all be all that's the contest after the banquet. It's the all American awards, which is where you pretty much, uh, all year you, your points go into something and there's a top 15 selected who are considered all American, pretty much the prestigious award for junior college judging. Well, I had worked really hard, pretty much overworked myself, um, my just anxiety, my my mental health in general, and my focus on livestock judging was, it was it was not healthy. I, I was obsessed with it, and basically what I'm trying to say is it all got canceled. Um, nothing ever happened. I never got my All-American Award. I, I watched the banquet in my living room, never got to judge at Houston. It was all done. And my biggest takeaway, even though it took me about – three weeks to realize it, some of the things that we engulf ourselves in aren't necessarily as important as we think they are. Um, Just with these shows and these kids and the shows are the the most temporary part of what we do. Um, Those, those, like I said, it's a miracle. We've even had shows this summer, but it's what's going to happen in the barn and, and it's what happens when you're, when you're alone and just your personal growth and, you're, you're again. I keep being a broken record, but you, on an individual basis, not constantly just going after something. I think that this is the biggest takeaway from COVID and just everything that's happened is we focus way in on a lot of temporary things. I mean, name something that 
that actually happened that you were looking forward to or planning to. It, it's very slim. It didn't happen. Um, it's just important that we stop and realize sometimes the bigger picture and what's truly important in life. And that's, you know, your family and the people that you love because mm-hmm. those will never get, you know, canceled. Those will never get postponed. Just, just stuff like that. And I, I, I judged the show and I didn't want to, you know, talk. I don't try to, you know, I, I'm full of what I think is wisdom, but I, but I'm not, I'm sensible enough to know that I'm 20. I don't have anything figured out. My mindset now could completely bite me in the butt later. And it's just, there's, there's two things in life that don't get canceled and that the people you love and chores, they're always, they're both going to be there. So, uh, I think it's just important to, to kind of, look back, even if it's hard, even if you're struggling right now with, you know, just COVID and, and what the future entails, the stuff that, you know, you're probably worried about is stuff that doesn't really matter in the long haul. So that's kind of my biggest takeaway as just a young person and trying to have a, a positive perspective on some of the most trying times. I think not even as just a young person, but sure. the, the world as, as a whole, I mean, it's been rough for everybody. Jenna, I need to go to a break. Jenna Wheeler, my guest. We will pick it up the second half of Rural Route right after this. I just ask you this question. Have you watched The Stand at Paxton County? I'm amazed at how many people continue to watch it, send me a note, and don't realize that that type of an attack on animal ownership from the animal rights community is happening day in and day out. Uh, it's on Netflix in the month of May. I have not gotten the June data. I need to get the June data. But in the month of May, the stand at Paxton County is in the top 20 watched movies on all of Netflix, folks. It's because it's real. It's something that we can relate to. And folks in rural America truly need something that they can relate to coming out of Hollywood. I'm proud to be a part of the production. Even had a hand in the writing. The Stand at Paxton County. Watch it on Netflix when you get a spare hour and a half. Welcome back to Roll Route. Never mind me, Jenna Wheeler, while I talk to my phone like it's a person. Jacksonville, Illinois. And we are walking through the life of a 20-year-old female in today's world. Female, male, I don't think it matters. Um, I I, want to go here now. First of all, uh, Jen, I write down quotes. This one's going to live forever. I'm going to get, and you're going to get credit for it. But two things in life that don't get canceled: the people you love, and chores. <laughs> yeah, chores never get canceled. It's true. You got to. It is true. It is true. You have to feed all the critters every day. Uh, so. Yep. Houston, as you were there, headed that way first week of March. You had some events yep. uh, towards the end of March um, that probably caused you to really think about the bigger picture of life and probably shaped what you just told me in terms of the people you love don't get canceled. Do you want to walk us through that? Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just been an it's a it's a hard topic. I think that we, uh, you know, as an again, I don't want to make it sound like I've got this all figured out. I don't. But I'm, you know, I'm a I'm a young, fresh mind, and and I've grown up in all this, and I've seen stuff, and just know stuff that I think needs to be addressed and changed. And and that's the the another thing that completely needs to be um, evaluated is how prominent mental health is in agriculture. Um, I, I can't even, you know, it's, it's one of those topics that 
is brushed from the rug. No one really talks about it. And it goes hand in hand with the fact that we're pretty prideful in agriculture. We, uh, we're independent. We don't need anybody. We can do this, you know, on our own. We're, you know, we're, like I said earlier in my previous, you know, topics, like this is the best way to raise a kid. And we've all pretty much grown up in it in a sense. So, so we know, you know, just what it takes to be successful and to do everything and to be independent and just take on all these responsibilities. But that can weigh on a person. We don't mm-hmm. have to constantly, you know, be go, go, go. We can, you know, it's okay to, to not be okay. But it's never okay to not think that you're not worthy of being here. And and I know that this is a very heavy topic, and it's one that's near and dear to my heart. And, you know, there's, um, you know, Maddie Caldwell, my, my best friend, and who I have the podcast with, you know, struggled a lot with mental health. And, you know, her story is not my story to tell. And, and I hope that one day she can be on this and, and maybe just highlight that. But, you know, being best friends with her and just knowing everything that happened – We've got to do a better job of just talking about the elephant in the room and that mm-hmm. there's some people in this industry, young and old, who struggle every day and they fight a very silent, lonely battle that we just don't normalize. We don't talk about it. And, and you know, it's hard to, I get that mental health is one of those topics that it's hard to showcase it and highlight it in the most positive professional light because people interpret it in a million different ways. So I understand that it's kind of hard to address, but you know, I don't, I don't even need to talk about with obviously with COVID and everything like that. This is that's taking a major toll on just the youth in the world alone. Um, I don't even need to give you statistics of what fat cattle prices and, and hog prices are right now. And for people like that are for to know that that's taking a toll on the financial burden of things, it's taking a toll on the older generation, but we just need to do a better job of, just being there for people. I think, like I said, and I think if there's any takeaway I had is um, from this, just this whole COVID the year 2020 in general is we're go, go, go. And we're just focused on the next thing that, I mean, there's some people out there who their lives are, are falling apart, but no one wants to talk about it and no one wants to be there for them because it's on to the next thing. So uh, I just, you know, if anybody's listening or, or cares or wants to take my opinion, just check on the people that you love. I mean, just call them up, tell them it's going to be okay. That could save someone's life. I mean, it's, you know, it's a, it's a heavy topic and I get it. And it's one that I'm very, very passionate about. And, you know, just with Maddie and everything, I, I will make it my duty. And if that's the only thing I do for this industry, then it's going to be to just normalize mental health and to, to check on, again, just check on the people you love and just be nice to people. You don't even know. I not to, steal Will Winner's uh, speech from Denver, but you don't even know what the person your neighbor's going through. Mm-hmm. So just have an open mind about things and, and be there for people. It could, you know, like I said earlier, it could save somebody's life. So if we could step back and just look at the, the bigger picture, because everybody has some some impetus, some event that has shaped what they do and yeah. how they think about things. Uh, for years, Jenna, I was one that talking about veterans, 22 a day, take their own life. And that's unimaginable. I can't even imagine yeah. 22 U.S. veterans. It's, and then we learn in the last, just in the and, last and few don't years. don't hear about it. Yeah, you don't hear about it. And in the last few years, what you certainly don't hear about is that the number of farmers is higher than the number of veterans. Oh, it's, it's sickening to and, know just. Just to know that people who 
or in your own community and mm-hmm. and have you know very similar lives and the same just that they're 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 in person very similar to you but in their heads i mean they're in a completely different world and it's just so sad and like i said we just got to do a better job and i don't think that it's just all about you know being a young person this is another thing and another topic i guess but they you know everyone in the older generations we don't us young people you know we don't have these crazy ideas that are going to completely change everything and, and everything's going to be backwards from what we do it's not that at all um actually we're very you know and not to speak for everybody but i know personally i think that what people have done before us is an awesome i mean i i grew up in it it's about progress and it's about making sure these organizations and just you know and anything in general is going to be there for my kids kids and we just got to you know do a better job of addressing some serious situations and stop brushing stuff under the rug because it's not what the people before us did you know i just i just don't think that that mindset's going to get you anywhere. Well, well, Jenna, I, I want to even take it a step further. When you're talking about Maddie, your best friend, I know for a fact there yep. are people listening heard you say that she struggles with mental health, and they they almost wanted to clam up into a shell because it's like, no, we can't admit anybody in agriculture, anybody in our community struggles with mental health. That has to be something that other people deal with, and they go to some asylum. We need you. I, I love mm-hmm. your term. We need to normalize what is really going on. Reach out to those that we love and be yeah. more of a community. That's what community and family are all about. No, it is, and that's. I think the the problem with it is is everything anymore in this world is uh, right or left. It's black or white. It's mm-hmm. this or that. You can't be. You can't have any. And it, and it goes on. It's not even ag. And I'm not going to try to get into politics at all. But it's not. It's just that you can't be, you have to be one full narrative. You can't be somewhere in the middle. You can't, and that, that's the best wrong too. I think we just have to do a better job of like, not everything is, not everything is black and white. Okay. There's some gray area and, and stuff and we got to just highlight the gray area and, and let people know who you wouldn't believe just with the podcast. And it's been out. This will be the third week. How yeah. many people have reached out to us? Yeah, actually, um, I would and believe that's, it. that's the goal. That's what we want. We want. I uh, just want people to to talk, like just to talk about it, and just be like, "Hey," and like I said, it's okay to not be okay, but it's never okay to just not think that your life's not worth living. Um, if if you think that, please, you know, just call me. I, I I'll talk to you for three hours if need be. I just don't want anyone ever to have to go through that or, or their family to go through that it's some of the the, the hardest times of, of my life and I know a lot of people's lives just but you're back to what you said people just don't and it, and it goes back to they don't understand it and you don't have to understand it you don't have to have a, a manual of of how to address mental health because I, I don't even know how to do it sometimes it, it's hard it's it's a very heavy hard topic but just knowing the word and knowing that it's a thing it's half a battle so I, I think that, like I said, not, I probably sound like a broken record, but well, I, I'm not. This is not specifically a female issue. Uh, young men have the same struggles. No, not but at all. I do believe that there is added pressure, and and this is the father of three daughters speaking. I do believe that there's added pressure to young ladies, uh, and it comes back to appearance. And when you think that you need to be skinny. 
because society is putting pressure on you to be that way yeah. and you are starving yourself. The science is very clear that your your mental health is driven by nutrition as much as anything. And so from that whole picture, I, I'd love to get your take on that, Jenna, as, as how important nutrition and appearance and all of that ties into everything we're talking about. Oh, it's it's everything. And, and you know, I personally... It, it's 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 so hard, and because I, I'm, I try to speak not speak for everybody, but I know that a lot of people think the same way that I do, or or have similar mindsets, but are so scared to just talk out, and, and because you know, like I said, I'm young and I'm 20, and there's people who probably think that I, you know, haven't sat my time. I don't, you know, I haven't I haven't been in it long enough to, to say something. But that's that's the problem is we just get so we produce these little robot children and I don't want to be that. I want to be somebody who approaches the same goal at a different angle and can do it in a successful manner. And I think that like, that's enough, like back to what I said earlier, we got to let kids do that too. We can't constantly have kids do the same thing and think it's going to work. We got to have kids doing 50 things and, and with the same goal and the same, you know, endpoint in mind, but at, at different approaches. But back to the appearance thing. Oh my goodness. Uh, social media, well, that's what I want to, you know, do, and I, I like it, and you don't even realize kind of the, the hold it has, and when, it, when it's done in a proper, good fashion, it's awesome. But as a girl, oh, you scroll through Instagram, and your self-esteem is completely ruined. Um, it's hard to, you know, or even just, this is a thing that I said, too, that I don't want, I want young people in general, and specifically girls. I know I was really guilty of it. When I was younger, you know, you see girls that you look up to in the show industry or in agriculture, you know, whether it's that they're really pretty and skinny or whether they're really successful, it doesn't matter. We need to stop doing the, um, I, I wish I was them or I, I, I wish, you know, I wish I was them and I wish I could be her in more of a, I can't wait till I'm there approach. Mm -hmm. I can't wait till I'm you know, that person and that on success level. And whether you, you're working out every day and, and you want to be, you know, skinny and you're, and it makes you feel good, then awesome. But, uh, you know, just as a society, we do an awful job of uh, helping people's self-esteem. I mean, that's, like I said, you scroll through any social media yeah. platform and well, you probably won't have any by the time I, I guess now I know why I have self-esteem. I'm not on Instagram. We'll take a break. Jenna Wheeler, my guest, is, I, that yeah. was just to joke it it's all social media be comfortable with your own skin the moral of the story no. and the other takeaway jenna wheeler is not a robot nobody ever thought that was the case we'll be back with the final segment after this have you gotten the details about being a part of certified piedmontese yet lone creek cattle company marlin will has the details just yesterday i learned i could be getting 300 dollars premium over market price why didn't i know this before get details yourself three hundred dollars and 20 ghost calves. That's a program. Ask Marlon Will about the ghost calves. LoneCreekCattleCo.com Welcome back to Roll Route. Trent Luce alongside Jenna Wheeler. She's not physically alongside, although she was leaning on a gate. <laughs> that is absolutely the best. You know, before we get into what I want to finish up here today, you said another thing that I want to just expand upon, and that is uh, you referenced how important last week was to families from a mental health standpoint. I could see that. I could feel that when we're in Des Moines. And it, I, I don't know that the pigs matter, 
But it was just the fact that people got to come and be at this event and, and do that lifestyle that so many love. I think it was a, just like a big mental burden lifted off of everybody who was able to come and participate. And I could certainly feel it in the air. I agree. It felt, you know, air quotes while I say this normal because they're still, you know, it's still different. But I mean, these kids, and, and I use the term kids a lot, and I am a kid. I'm not trying to, to, to get rid of that. But, you know, the ones who are in elementary school or are just in middle school, like, their whole life. I mean, they're just the, the e-learning and going online, and they probably haven't got to see their friends at all. And this was the only sense of normalcy that maybe some of them even had. Mm-hmm. It was remotely close to this summer. Uh, that really helped them a lot. And you know, any kid that I talked to or, or said hi to, I was like, you happy to be at a pig show? And they just rambled on because I don't think they got to <laughs> have a conversation or or, yeah. or do, you know, do anything really. And it, I agree. It was a big, the show was awesome. It was a, a first class event that, again, it was just a, a miracle it even got pulled off. But what it did for these families and just the people who were out in Des Moines is bigger than any banner that anybody took home. That's for sure. Yeah, we don't need to get into the uh, the planning. This uh, it was the most unorthodox, thrown together at the last minute event of this magnitude I've ever been a part of, and yet everybody pretty much dropped their guard, and it just it just come off. It could not have come off any better. Uh, Jenna, I want to come back to uh, the announcement that Christy Smith and I made. I, I'm, I'm proud to be one of the uh, adult board members for Team Purebred, one of those junior swine associations that we talked about earlier. And one of uh, one of our past junior board members, a young lady from Maryland by the name of Jackie Bauer, was just a delight. I mean, every time you saw Jackie, she was smiling and she was trying to help somebody. I, I told so many people this story and i'm going to just repeat it i'll I'll never forget the day in springfield at our summer type conference which basically is this event the national show uh she's the second year board member for the junior board she's a student at oklahoma state university despite growing up in maryland i've got landry our youngest with me we walk into the office because i need to sit down talk to my computer that's how i do radio and jackie just launched into this conversation with a 12 year old girl like she was her peer, you know, and I saw how unique she truly was. And then I'll never forget the day that I got the email letting me know that she had taken her own life. And my first thought was anybody that knew her know that that couldn't be true. That There's no way this girl would struggle with any mental health issue. She was all about helping everybody else. And then I, I, I'm very free mm-hmm. to talk about this, Jenna, because her mother Leslie is just one of the strongest human beings I've ever met. Within 60 days of that happening, Leslie came on this very program and wanted to make some positive impact on people's lives as a result of the pain that their family has has occurred. And so I'm walking through all of this because I'm pretty proud to say that in cooperation with the entire Team Purebred crew, we are have initiated the Jackie Bauer Memorial Mentoring Buddy Program, where we want to accomplish everything that you've just talked about here in terms of expanding your network, creating this this love and communication with people that are adults, that people that are twenty year old uh, show enthusiasts, 
and our 12-year-olds. And this program is launched. You can get more details about it at Team Purebred on Facebook or get a hold of me, and I'll get you more details about it. But it's the next step in my mind on what we need to do to emulate and make a horrible situation a positive outcome for as many people as possible. And, and I can't say enough positive things about the Bauer family and how they've embraced. They want to be part of change. They want to be a part of assisting and, and making people aware of the struggles that everybody in agriculture, no matter how yeah. old you are, are going through. And that's, that's the, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. It's always, you know, and not that you need to listen to this and be like, oh my goodness, anybody I didn't is going through something it's not that but it's the people you least expect all the, i mean that's that's just the case is their um their mind is it's it's eating them alive and that's I, that's the best way i can put it i can't even you know i i personally have a a, a daily struggle with very bad anxiety um i get really worked up and just really nervous about a lot of situations and a lot of things that will go over perfectly fine that I um, personally just can't, I get, could get, I just can't fathom. I get really worked up. I get really nervous. Um, it's not a good deal. And so it's a, it's a constant, it's a constant battle. And that's, that's the thing that is there's a bunch of different mental health things that people face. You know, my mine is personally anxiety. There's a lot of people who deal with depression. You know, there's a lot of people who deal with a combination of both. Like there's a lot of, you know, suicidal thoughts, stuff like that. There's, there's a there's a wide variety. It's not everybody's just sad and in the dumps sometimes because sometimes even the happiest people are that you see, you know, and you don't even think about it. That's they're going through it mentally, and that's the whole problem about the mental health is it's on the inside. You can you never even would think about it, but just checking on them, like I said earlier, and just having them knowing that there's someone there that cares is everything. And not that not that Jackie or anything like that didn't have people in her corner. That was a, a situation where you can have a, a biggest support team, but they gotta love themselves first, and they gotta they gotta want to live, and they gotta you know want to get help, and you just gotta hold their hand and help them get to that get to that point. And I think that was my biggest takeaway with everyone close to me who is battled with mental health and battled with problems like that is I've got to you know be the the best support system I can be, but I, I gotta make them make them love themselves first. And, and that's just kind of my takeaway and, and my thoughts on that. But, you know, Jackie was, I remember I was, uh, you know, a young, I was on in, involved in Team Purebred and she was, she was awesome. She was, uh, you know, didn't know her more than just, you know, a, a nice conversation at the National Junior Show. But mm-hmm. she for sure, you know, I know, I know made a very big impact on a lot of people's lives. And it's just, it's it's devastating. But, I hope that we can just, you know, find light in that situation and, and try to improve and try to help the next generation. And just constantly being better than where we were yesterday is what I think this industry needs to do. I don't think we need to plateau out because it's the normal. It's everything. I, I am, I, I've approached um, this in, in a completely different manner and I still would consider myself, you know, successful and on the right path whether Sundays feel like it or not but I just hope that we do a better job of of just normalizing that we're humans we're not we're not just this giant perfectly sculpted perfectly articulated industry we're real people and um, I just think that once we once we get that 
that message in that mindset across the board, we're going to, you know, be unstoppable as an industry. Jenna, you have a, a, a tremendously unique way of taking very complicated issues and, and simplifying them. I think that so many times, particularly mental health, whatever the case may be, so many times people try to make it too complicated. You just said you had a nice mm-hmm. conversation with Jackie Bauer. What's more important than that? In the big picture, isn't that really what we want, just to encourage more nice conversations? Yeah. We, yeah, we need to stop trying to make it so difficult and just do the basic things. Just Yeah, that's what I said, just being, you know, if it's just, hey, how are you, or I try to do a better job of it, you know, back to our first conversation about, you know, the, the, the tears and just the, or what you kind of said, like, you know, there's people competing on different levels. Do you know how, how much those kids who, who it's their first year, they, they pin next to somebody who, who just won something big. They just want you to say hi to them. They just want you to be like, you know, Hey, are you having fun? I mean that, and that's the thing with, with the Jackie situation and people who are struggling you don't have to, you know, sit there and be like, let's solve all your problems. That's not going to help. Right. It's more of, you know, hey, what, how's school? How's, how's this? Just, just ask, you know, just having a conversation about little things in their life or, you know, saw you got a new dog. What, you know, do you like it? Just stuff like that. It doesn't have to be this long, drawn-out conversation trying to solve the world's problems and end and, and world hunger. That's not what it needs to be. It needs to just be basic human interaction and just being nice to people and and being conversational and just knowing that you know everybody's on the same level in a sense everybody's we're all we're all human and we all make mistakes and i make mistakes every day i fall short every day but i know like where i'm headed and i know that god loves me and i think that that's the most important thing so just like i said i I just want I want to make an impact on this industry, and it's hard when you're 20 and, like I said earlier, just mm-hmm. no, I, I, not knowing what I'm going to do. I, now, I now you're not being honest. What you say? It's, it, now you're not being honest. You're 20. You are making an impact on this industry. You've simplified it. You've brought it back to the basic human needs. You're making a huge impact. I hope so. But my question so. of no, the day to, just, to close out is that when you were uh, a youngster, showing pigs at the Morgan County Fair and you were beating the Barts left and right. Were you still nice to them? Um, yeah, I was. No, and Come on, Phil. I want to hear, I want to hear the rebuttal to this, Phil. Oh, Phil, Phil, he, he's the best. But no, you know, that's another thing too is they were, they were probably one of the, you know, not, I don't want to bash anybody. That's not what I'm getting at at all. Uh, but the Barts is were one of the most opening, you know, uh, this could be another topic for another day, but yeah, we have 30 uh, seconds. So you're going to have to summarize it. <laughs> yeah. What do you show nationally? And you should come to your County fair. You show at different levels. Uh, people don't really like you, but the bars were very welcoming and they're very kind to us. So, but I did like to eat them. Yes. Despite the Armstrong blood in the Bart's family, they were very nice. Oh, oh just Armstrong's all over this. County. We'll just leave Everywhere it at that. <laughs> Jenna, it's been a tremendous pleasure. I'm glad we had that conversation, and uh, we're going to do more of this, okay? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sounds good. I was excited to be on here. We have successfully journeyed down the road connecting rural and urban America. Jenna Wheeler and myself both remind you that all roads do lead to a 
Roar Out and Friendly, Morgan County, Illinois. Once again, details about the Certified Piedmontese Opportunity, the opportunity to get closer to the consumer in terms of the dollars that you put in the bank. That's the bottom line. That's where we need to move to. And Lone Creek Cattle Company has put together the system to make that happen. Get more details about the Certified Piedmontese System at LoneCreekCattleCode.com.